Okay, that's me. Yo, yo, yo. How about you? Can you... Test one, two. Test one, two. All right, we're good. I'll just lower mine. I'm I'm booming everybody else over here, so... Let's talk about football first. (laughs) Always do that. Da, 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 da. All right. Chief David Zach is with us. We haven't talked football in a while. It has been some... Some time years. Well, since the end of the season. Yeah. yeah that doesn't s- seem like that long ago. Sad end of the season. We should mention <laughs> the, the depressing well, end of the season. And uh, I was up in Buffalo for that sad end. Oh. Uh, that Cincinnati game went in there with high expectations and left with uh, trying him a beer. See, I didn't have the expectations because what I saw just by watching that team was they just ran out of juice. They just There's so much had happened. Over the course of the year, not yeah. just Demar Hamlin, but I mean, two major storms having to move one game, doing this, and even before the season started. I mean, right now we're kind of uh, with the anniversary of the killing at Tops Markets, right. the ten oh, p. Yeah. So that kind of almost got everything started because that was right when they had the rookies in for mini camp and the team got involved in that. Right. So that kind of started the whole series of crazy events. And, yeah, and and the weather. Uh, yes, emergencies that they had. I'll tell you what. I mean, being at the game and having been a long time season ticket holder, and I've been going to games for 30, 40 years here, and you could tell the fans were exhausted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm going there. I'm, yeah. I'm down here now. I go up there. I'm all pumped up. I'm all fired up. I'm ready to do my tailgate, <laughs> and it's like you, people were just they lost energy emotionally. Wow, it's a lot, a lot and of stuff. It just the stadium wasn't as loud. People weren't going crazy like they normally do. No busting tables. Oh, there's there's some tables that were victims. I'm sure. There's always that. There's always that. But uh, a lot of tables survived. Let's just say. (laughs) There you go. Call it that. Yeah, I mean, it was just a. I think it was a culmination of everything toward the end of the season. But here we are on the precipice of another one. We've had a draft. We've had a schedule release. And I don't know about you, but I'm pretty excited of what I've seen in the off season so far from my Buffalo Bills. I'll tell you what, you know, and I'm and I'm reading, you know, the uh, the experts, right? And and they're talking about how the Bills have missed their window. Yeah, and I'm like, what window? What are you? What are you, what are you talking, talking about? about? What do you? It's it's it, crazy. The NFL happening? doesn't think so because we got six primetime games again. So <laughs> there you yeah. go. So it's it's just interesting to hear that take. I think yeah. sometimes the experts just gotta hear themselves talk. Yeah, and, and they got to come up with a take, but. Yeah, I was very pleased with the draft, the offseason, free agents. They got a plan. They got the quarterback. As long as you got the quarterback, you can always win. Yeah, and we got and the, the – AFC East is going to be competitive. It is. I think that's part of what they're seeing is, uh, okay, the Jets are going to be better. They went and got Aaron Rodgers. The, the Dolphins are going to be better. But how long will Tua last on his feet? No one knows uh, that. It's good to see the Patriots <laughs> knock down a <laughs> I will really enjoy them not winning that many games this year. I think the difference with, with the Bills and the rest of that that – the AFC East, the Bills can win on the road. Yeah. And they can beat the best teams in the league on the road. Mm-hmm. I'm not so sure the Jets and Dolphins and, and that can do that. Yeah, so I, I heard and saw from the same prognosticators about our season, and one of the things I'm sitting on the I'm on the elliptical at the gym the other day, and I can see the closed captioning. I can't actually hear it, but it's like, which team will experience a drop-off? And mm. like three of the four guys said the Buffalo Bills, and I'm like – you, know, you guys are supposed to be football experts, but if you examine our roster, we literally got better at every position yeah. except one. Wow. We, we are the same or better 
at like five or six different positions, we lost a linebacker. Yeah, it seemed like that's too quick. That's too quick of a drop off. Yeah, you know? I, I think they're all judging it based on the well, end of the season. Let's for, look at it this way: those same people thought we were going to win the Super Bowl last year, and they were wrong. So yeah, I think they're wrong again. <laughs> I kind of like not having all of the attention, to the be, expectations. Yeah, lowered. I it, think it's, it helps. So yeah, we got the D- Dalton Kincaid. I think is going to be awesome. We got an offensive lineman. I think we got two starters. We might get three out of it. We got other guys improving, and so the Carolina Panthers. Let's talk about them a little bit, too, because they went and got their quarterback. I think good things are ahead. He's a little small. Bryce Young. Uh, so Good he, things come in small packages. He, he, I've heard that, <laughs> not necessarily in the NFL. Uh, but it seems like it's, he's off to a good start with their mini camps. Yeah, I think. Well, again, you know, you never know how these number ones are going to turn out. Right? It's true. I mean, we, we've seen we've seen the flat. We've seen the, you know, the flops and we've seen the successes. So. Everybody thought Josh Allen was going to be a flop, and he was picked, what, at seven? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you don't know until they get on the field, but I think organizationally uh, the Panthers are pointed in the right direction. I've always been a fan of their coach. Sure, Frank Reich. Obviously. Absolutely. Um, and I thought, you know, he got kind of a bum deal in Indianapolis, you know, with the constant quarterback. He, he lost Andrew Luck, and they were on a, you know, revolving quarterback uh, situation there. But I, I don't think the problem was the coaching. I think, you know, personnel matters. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think in Carolina, um, the personnel and, and the coach is starting to come together. And they've boosted their roster this year. They're actually an improved roster uh, before they went and got Bryce Young. And they've got a division right now that's honestly up for grabs for the right. first time in years because Tom Brady's gone. Well, hopefully it'll be fun to watch some games I, for the Panthers I this year because it be. it's been kind of depressing. You know, they showed signs near the end, even without yeah. a quarterback. Yeah. And, and hey, why not them? Right. Why not? Why not them? Because I mean, who's there better? is no dominant team. Nope. Not in that division. Uh, and, and I thought, like I say, as Carolina, as the season wore on after the coaching change, you can see they've. They, they've got they've got the Jimmys and Joes. I don't think they had the X's and O's, right? You know? As they <laughs> so, say, uh-huh. uh huh. But I, like I think it. now that's coming together. It'll be fun to watch the Panthers and, of course, our Buffalo Bills. Who will get things started on a Monday night this year. Six primetime games. They're killing me with these primetime games because I get up so early. <laughs> but you know what? If we can make the Super Bowl, I'm all for it. So I'll live through it. Somehow. Go, go Panthers and go Bills. Absolutely. Right, okay. Well, then let's we'll play that as one thing. But let's talk a little bit about. Uh, Chief David Zach, the Asheville Police Department, is with us right now. And uh, we've got you in here to talk about a couple different things. We talked football a little bit, yep. of course. Always fun to talk football. Let's talk about the state of the community, uh, the state of uh, the police force right now, the new initiative uh, to increase police presence downtown. Now that that's a few weeks in, are you seeing some positive results from, from help from the Buncombe County Sheriff's? Absolutely. Uh, no question. We certainly appreciated uh, some assistance from the Sheriff's Department. Uh, they came down for like four weekends. It was very, very helpful. So we always appreciate the support. Uh, as far as the initiative goes, um, what we're hearing and the feedback we're getting, and, that, and that's what's important. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you're talking about public safety, public safety, more it's, it's not always about numbers. A lot of it's about perception and the way you feel when you walk down the street. Absolutely. The way you feel when you walk in the yeah. world. And what we're hearing, uh, and of course, I'm in the community every single day, is that our downtown residents, our downtown businesses and shops, and our downtown restaurants are feeling the presence. And the presence brings uh, a greater perception that their personal safety is being 
taken into account. So a lot of thank yous, a lot of we appreciate it. We love seeing the officers back on bikes. Yeah. Uh, the downtown patrols are, are very, very visible. But it's not just the police department. Mm-hmm. It's, it's all city workers that are participating in this initiative. And that's what makes it a little bit different. So even though you might not see um, a police officer downtown, you're seeing somebody in a vest who's a city worker. You're seeing more parking attendants. You're seeing our fire department uh, and other city workers out there. And it, it brings a, a greater perception of safety. And, of course, it's not just about the crime. It's about the cleanup. Mm-hmm. It's about yeah. the parking enforcement. Uh, when, you, when you pull into a ramp and you see four or five attendants there uh, in vests, you know that there are people, that there are eyes and ears out there uh, you don't feel alone. You don't exactly, exactly, Crystal. You don't feel alone, and it it creates a definite different atmosphere, and that's what we're hearing. I know ultimately what you'd like to see is more officers because right now you're at about what sixty percent, maybe. What's your uh, which, which? well on a daily basis? We're actually we've we've made some gains recently okay. with our recruitment efforts. So right now, uh, we hadn't cracked the forty percent mark in a while, but we're down right now. We're uh, down about 37% on a daily basis. So that's looking up. Progress. Uh, we're getting a lot of interest uh, from people who are considering coming to Asheville on lateral transfers. Mm-hmm. Nice. We're seeing that. So it, you know, what I've always said right from the start with this thing, it, it didn't get broken overnight and it's not going to get fixed overnight. And replacing personnel is a long, long process. But we are seeing the interest in the department and people who want to come here to work, which is good. Asheville Police Chief David Zach joins us right now. Uh, there's been some momentum, perhaps. It's been part of a discussion to increase officer pay. Uh, if that happens, how much of a difference would that make in your recruiting efforts? You're talking about, I mean, just like any other job, there's the marketplace. And to be competitive in the market, you have to be, your, your salary has to be um competitive with everyone else. We're getting there. We're getting there. There's there's an acknowledgement that there's still a ways to go, but we are moving in the right direction on salary and benefits. Those conversations are taking place constantly between myself, uh, the city manager, and our elected officials. They understand the situation. They understand that we're competing with 18,000-plus agencies across the United States. Yeah. Wow. There is a national hiring crisis. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. not just in Asheville. Right. Uh, and it's not just the police department. And it's not, yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they, there's an understanding that we have to stay competitive in the market. The problem we're experiencing is every time we make a gain, so does the, the, the next department <laughs> over. Right. It's... Uh, and I've come, it's an arms race. It, it truly is an arms race. And as soon as you uh, make some increases, your neighbor makes some increases too. And I think that market's going to remain that way for a little while. So people have to look at it again. It's, it's a process. It's, it's not a, a bolt of lightning is going to come down and change everything. It's going to be a slow, steady progress that needs to be made and we are pointed in the right direction how We're not is there yet, how is the the right now from ten thousand feet it seems like you're getting more support from the community it, it seems like the vocalists of the people that were shouting you guys down and you know that you're never going to turn over they seem to be uh not as loud 
as they were before, and it seems like more people are stepping up. This is actually National Policeman's Week or National mm-hmm. Police Week, isn't yes. it? I believe it is. Uh, so how are you feeling right now as far as the support from the community? Well, I'll tell you what. Going back a couple years back, I've, as we, we've talked before. I've been in this business for 36 years, so I've seen the ebb and flow. Uh, I was around for, for Rodney King. I was around for 9-11. Wow. Uh, I was around for Occupy Wall Street. Just all of these uh, moments in time where, where the, the support for police and uh, the negativity towards police. So I've seen the ebb and flow. And two years ago, I was reminding our officers, who a lot of them were young, this is going to turn around. The pendulum always swings, and you just have to wait for it. You can't get too high, and you can't get too low in mm-hmm. this business. You'll be a hero one day, you'll be a bum the next, and you'll be a hero again. And you just have to understand this is the profession you're in. And there's so much that happens beyond our control, especially when you're talking about national events. That You, you could have the greatest police department in the world, but something could happen 2,000 miles away, mm-hmm. yeah. and it's going to affect you. That doesn't happen in any other profession. It happens in this one. So am I surprised that the pendulum has swung back? Not at all. I'm sure you're glad, though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Am I grateful for it? I certainly am. Our officers, absolutely. I'm sure it was worrisome there for a little bit. I mean. Especially when you don't have the perspective, like somebody like myself had to be in the business as long as I have. Um, I don't think they necessarily believe that. And I said that your community needs you and this will turn around. And now, obviously, what happened here with the loss of police officers, I mean, one of the highest rates of attrition in the country after George Floyd uh, was the actual police department. Mm-hmm. So we were in a, in a unique circumstance, having lost so many. But I think what, what our community realized, you know, a lot of people, you know, the, the silent majority, if you will. Um, who saw the, the steady decline were realizing, hey, we can't be silent anymore. The, the, we have to, have to step up. And they have in such, in such a big way. And yeah, they, those voices that were defunders and so forth, those voices were always in the minority. Mm-hmm. That was always a handful. It was never a bushel basket full. And, but what we're seeing now is our community standing up, letting our officers know how much they're appreciated, how much they're supported. We've got our, our community out there fighting for uh, higher wages for them. Yeah. And I can tell you from the officers on the street that I talked, I mean, they're, they're approached constantly by members of our community and being thanked for their service. Good. I love it. Kind of feels that. like it did after 9-11. Yeah. To be honest awesome. with you, in Asheville. What would you say right now to wrap it up with uh, Chief David Zach with the Asheville Police Department is your number one, you could call it a concern or a focus for you and your department? It's still, we're still rebuilding the department. We're still managing uh, some you know, definite uh, increases in violent crime. So we have one eye on the department, and obviously we have an, uh, the other eye on public safety. We've learned to adapt to having fewer resources, and we become very, very efficient. Uh, we, we can't be everywhere, and we can't right. do everything, mm-hmm. but we feel like we're managing our resources very, very well, and as we start bringing more people on, and we will, because there's a lot of interest in this police department right now, um, 
I'm, you know, I had said at one point that this might be a 10 year process. I think better than be shortening that. Yeah. Good. So we're excited about that. Totally. Yeah, that's great to hear. Asheville Police Chief David Zach, thanks for joining with us today, talking a little bit about your, your department, your situation, and the future. Hey, anytime. I love coming in. All right. Awesome. Shot.